Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I am joined by Mr Neeraj Saxena. He is the managing partner at Xscale Accelerator. Xscale Accelerator is a new age startup accelerator that aims to create world class entrepreneurs out of India by transforming sales and providing access to global markets. So with that welcome Mr Neeraj on the Socially Desi show. Thanks thanks uh, Anurag thanks a lot for having me here. Uh, it is my pleasure to talking to you and in the audience. The pleasure is all mine, uh, Neeraj. Thank you so much for doing this uh, on the Socially Desi Show. I'm sure today's episode is gonna be a, a great one for all the young entrepreneurs and people who are in their startup journey, and they will learn a lot of things from this episode. Before we begin, uh, Neeraj, I would love to know about your professional journey and and the whole inspiration behind starting Xscale. Absolutely, absolutely, Anurag. So. Overall, I have worked for more than two decades in in corporates. Uh, I worked with companies like HCL, SAP, and and then FIS, which is Fidelity Information Systems. Uh, mostly, I have been on the strategy development and the sales side throughout my career. Um, mm-hmm. In my last role at FIS, I was leading their strategy and sales operations for their international markets. It, it's okay. it's a one billion dollar business uh, for for them. uh so so that's about uh, you know journey on the corporate side in parallel i was uh, working actually investing and advising startups for uh, over last 5 years mm-hmm. uh, have, you know i have been a board advisor for for a couple of the startups so okay. i have got to uh, got to see the first hand view of of the startup ecosystem through that right and then since you asked what what motivated me or what inspired me to to start xscale uh one of the key reasons was so i was in a global role i was traveling uh, you know uh, a lot of countries right right uh, in in uh, last two decades uh, one of the things uh, i noticed and possibly all of the listeners here would have noticed that we have uh, you know such great leaders who are coming out of india and leading the global corporations right Uh, right. So we we know Satya Nadella, we we know Sundar Pichai, we know Shantanu from from Adobe, right? So we know all of them, right? So when you go and talk about India outside of India, right? Especially some of those who are not initiated in in the Indian business uh, ecosystem as such, right. Uh, right? You ask them, can you name some of the few leaders from India? They can they can speak out a dozen of names, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without uh, without a hitch. you ask the second question can you name some of the great companies out of india uh, you know they go blank most of the time uh, some sometimes <laughs> yeah. they come up with names like tcs and forces because you know mm-hmm. these are the companies that have some presence in in us in some form uh, but none of the product companies they they can really recall uh, out of india right? Uh, right which is in a way a bit of embarrassment if you really ask me to me a a, com- a country of 1.3 billion people one fifth of the global population almost or one sixth uh we don't have that proportionate share in, in the fortune 500 global index right uh, we right. hardly have few companies uh, you know who just uh, keep going up or down uh, you know in sub 100 levels uh, right uh and then and that's that's you know uh, kind of you know worries me that kind of you know makes me unhappy uh, about the about the things uh, mm-hmm. that are there and i really want to uh, to do something to change it right right uh, and then when i was was thinking about it lot man i was talking to lot many people right and i got different perspective about it right uh so some of them said hey uh, you, you can't compare india with the uh, united states because united states has you know uh has a history of of 200 years of independence india got independence 70 years back so you know we we are relatively new in terms of economy we built our economy in last 70 years uh and I, I, my answer to that is even if i take all of that right i can name the countries that you know that got independence or, or stand on their feet much later than us 
and they have a better share number 1 True. number 2 yeah. leave apart all of this let's talk about the startups right startups yep. don't come with such a baggage right uh, so that that you know we, we we are not talking about the tatas we are not talk, talking about the xn mobiles of the world right True. let's talk about the startups who are starting now right how many indian startups have truly gone global right and and you know mm. acquired a name from themselves right very few names are there right freshworks is the latest one we all True. know right yeah. uh, but then the freshworks is more of an exception rather than a rule if you really ask me right <laughs> yeah yeah right so 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 that's that's my problem that fundamentally we are not aspiring for 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 a global vision i i Uh, I am involved in the uh, startup ecosystem of some of the other countries as well, like Singapore and US. Uh, okay. When I talk to founders there, I see they have a aspiration from the beginning itself, a very mm-hmm. global aspirations to dominate. You know, to make a product that dominates the world, right? Necessarily, they they don't have all the funding or uh, all the capabilities upfront in the place, but at least their aspirations are there, right? Uh, I I don't see that much uh, of a uh, you know. uh global aspiration here in india so yep, uh, these yep. are the things you know uh possibly i would like to change in in my own person capacity whatever you know uh to the limit i can change so so this is the inspiration uh, to start exascale to really create world class companies uh out of india interesting point of view there uh, neeraj because i i also feel that a lot of startups that uh, come up in india are not truly thinking global but but again the question arises here do you really need to think global uh, from day one or is it something that you uh, you know uh, bring into your framework later on like for example zomato also uh, they started locally but then you know within the first 5 years i think they they went to more than 26 countries so they yeah. had a plan and and they uh, they uh, went across uh, different countries in in a very strategic manner and and hence you know the ipo Uh, do you feel uh, this uh, the thinking uh, when you talk about the mindset of an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is it a mindset or is it a process so i think it's it's both uh, uh, anurag if you ask me right mm-hmm. uh, if uh, so if if you don't have a mindset right you can't initiate action right you won't take action in in that direction right mm-hmm. uh, so mindset is must i would say right uh, to even initiate action right and and then right. if you ask me about the process the the process has to take over It means process is the one that guides you uh, of the steps to to reach there right but if right. you don't have a intention to 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 do something uh, you know uh, you know process cannot help you right process is a way to reach the means or or to reach the goal right that you are targeting but if yep. you are not uh, you know setting your goal high up there Uh, it would it won't be you know any process can't take you there right uh, but True. Uh, obviously if you just have the mindset or you just have the intention but you are not following the right process anyway you will not reach there you know in that case also so both are required in in that uh, in that order i would say and and in your experience uh, with working with so many startups what is the, the what are the challenges that you see young entrepreneurs face while they are starting up in their journey yeah so i think i think a great question and uh, and you know before even going to the challenges let me take a step back and then try to see what are the key constituents or ingredients to make mm. a successful business right uh, mm-hmm. right in any business right a startup or a established business right yep. so there are fundamental four components to to make a successful startup or any business right one is the three are on the skill side uh, and which are the technical functional and distribution skills and i'll talk about that to explain what i mean by that and fourth is the capital right mm-hmm. uh, now now let me explain that right what i mean by that so i spoke about the three skills functional technical and distribution what is a functional skill so functional skill is the skill about the industry or the domain for which you are trying to solve the problem for let's take example let's say you are a fintech startup right essentially mm. that means you are trying to solve a problem in a bfsi space right right uh, banking and financial institutions right so but functional knowledge tells you that do you understand that space enough that you understand their core problems and then try to solve a right problem that needs to be solved right yeah uh, yeah 
Similarly, if you are uh, you're trying to solve a problem in supply chain space, do you really understand the supply chain bot- bottlenecks properly? Not the theoretical ones that, that are taught in, in many of the books in engineering or the MBA colleges, right? Uh, yep. But the real true pain points re- that exist in the ecosystem and then you are mm. trying to solve some of that. So th- those are the functional skills, right? Right. Uh, the technical skills are those skills that most most of the companies today are actually the tech companies, right? Be it a fintech, edtech, HR tech, deep tech, whatever you say, right? Mostly what we are t- trying to do is, is a legacy problem, trying to solve it through the use of technology, right? Mostly the, 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 that kind of a thing we are trying to do, right? Okay. Uh, so tech, technical skills, when I say, so the technical skills is are, are required do you have the skills to solve the problem? You understood the problem is one part, right? Mm-hmm. But now do you have the skills to solve the problem, the technical skills? Does the founder or the founding team has that kind of a skill, right? Because you need right. to reiterate and, and try quite a few things before you hit on the right uh, right solution, right? Uh, so you cannot, uh, it, it's very difficult to outsource the technical thing in the beginning. Later on, you can build a uh, build a technical team, hire a CTO or outsource it. But in the beginning, normally founders need to have a good technical skill True. if they want to, you know, truly solve the problem quickly, right? So that's a technical skill, right? That, right, that is right. Third is the distribution skill. Distribution, when I say this combines things like the sales, marketing, go-to-market. So entire thing, you've built a product, do you know how to take it to the market? So that's the distribution skill. Do you do you have that that capability or the knowledge within you, the founding team, right? And fourth is the capital, right? Uh, that you need capital to to achieve all of that, right? Hmm. Now l- let's go back to this list one by one, and then uh, and then I'll give my perspective based on my interaction with a lot of founders, right? And the startup, sure, yeah. That uh, where I think, especially in India, again, I'm taking an India perspective here completely, right? In US, the the, the thing is completely different, right? Versus, mm. versus India, right? So in India, the thing is that you know, the technical skills are great. So fundamentally, if you ask me that is technical skills is, is, is much of a challenge, my answer is no. Uh, mostly the, the folks who are founding the startups, normally at least, uh, at least one of them have great technical skills, uh, right? And right. Uh, uh, technical skills in personally my in my view I have not seen much of a challenge right uh, so uh, now now let's come to the second thing functional one the functional side I see those uh, founders who come with the experience means they have some work experience either working in a corporate or working in a startup whichever way normally they start something uh, you know in line with that and hence they come with some some kind of functional skills right mm-hmm. means they identified a problem, they are working there, they identified a problem and then they, they jumped in to solve, right? Uh, right. So normally in experienced uh, founders, uh, functional skills is not much of a problem. Uh, those who are starting directly out of, uh, I would say, colleges, you know, uh, sometimes there there is a challenge in the functional skills because uh, they need a lot of papers, etc., uh, you know, you know, academic papers and then, then they think or they try to solve a problem. Uh, which sometimes is not in line with mar- what market is looking for, and then maybe correct, correct. Uh, during the discussion of uh, in talk, I'll give you some some interesting examples of of these kind of a situation. Uh, but I'll, I'll park that for now. So, so second is the functional skills. Uh, but you know that, that's it. That's not there whenever there's the experienced founders. Yeah. Third yep. is the distribution skills. I I would say this is the thing which is killing the Indian startups uh, to to the largest extent. Means I have seen so many great startups not going anywhere because uh, they lack the distribution skills. It's not like they had a bad product. They were not solving the right problem. They have all of this right, but you know, uh, they just don't know how to reach out to 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 their potential customer, especially if you yeah. talk about the B two B space, uh, right? With the decision maker, our VP, CXOs. Reaching them itself is a challenge, right? For most of the true, uh, true. for the youngsters, for for the founders or the startups, right? They are not easily accessible. In B two C, you can still do some Google ads, some Facebook ads, stuff like that, right? Try to yeah, reach, yeah. try to reach your customers. But in B two B, it does not work, and hence many of the startup failure I have seen, despite of having great products, uh, they they could not able to distribute it, right? Or or reach the right audience, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, so that's where something I, I think you know. Uh, if you ask me, is something that uh, that is lacking. And I'll come to the last part, which is the capital or the funding. I think this is 
I would say more overhyped, uh, you know, especially in the startup founder's mind, honestly. Right? Correct, correct. I, yeah. I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, say it negatively, but capital or funding is an outcome. Capital is not a, a beginning, right? If you go to uh, any VC, right? Uh, if you go with the first three things in place, technical, functional, and the distribution, right? You show that these three capabilities you have, right? You will get funding. I don't True. know any startup which has all the right ingredients in place and they have not got the funding. Uh, so so that, that's the thing. So, right. So capital normally comes if you have the right components in place, capital, capital normally comes. So, so, so that's my, my take on, on the current, uh, you know, uh, challenges that, that mm, uh, mm. startups face. Absolutely. And uh, even I believe that uh, distribution is for sure one of the biggest uh, challenge because uh, we don't feel uh, that we are salesmen at the end of the day. You know, every every founder uh, tries to uh, move away from sales and uh, they want somebody else to do it. But at the end of the day, it's you who need to reach out. And if you can do it for your product, I'm sure, you know, that's going to be uh, a huge hit, uh, not just uh, for the customers also, but for your own morale, for your own company. Uh, but then the, the the challenge that comes here, uh, Neeraj, is how do you go from zero to one fast? Because that is what, like you said, is is killing most of the businesses, most of the startups in India, because they are not able to distribute, they're not able to reach out to their customers fast enough. So yeah. what would be your advice, your strategy that you would like to give uh, to the listeners today? How do sure. they go from zero to one fast in their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, absolutely. You know, very, very relevant question you asked, Anurag, right? Uh, uh, so, so as we discussed, right, the distribution is, is one of the aspects, right, apart from technical mm. and functional. So initially, look, look, what is zero to one? Zero to one is from idea to product market fit is zero to one, right? Yep, uh, yep. That means you have an idea, you, you build an MVP, you build the first uh, iteration of your product, you go to a certain set of customers, and at least somebody is willing to buy it and pay some money for it, right? Uh, that means you achieve the product market fit, right? So that is the zero to one journey. And then after that, you know, the, the next uh, journey starts, right? One to end journey. But the first journey, uh, you know, what you need is is obviously the technical and functional skills. Without that, you don't even have a product, right? If you don't right. have the right technical skills, you won't be able to build a product, right? So uh, essential. So technical skills is absolutely essential. Functional skill is absolutely essential because we are talking about somebody's will, will it somebody buy it or not buy it? Yeah, they will buy yep. it only if there is a real pain point you are solving, right? And you will solve it if you understand the ecosystem or, or the domain properly, right? Uh, so True. technical and functional skills are are absolute must, right? Especially in zero to one journey, right? But the the third component, which is which is you rightly said, has been completely been ignored, uh, right? Uh, is is also plays a very important role here, right? Uh, so so again, I advise to to uh, to startups, you know, I work with that, you know, you start selling on half baked products, and that sounds fairly, you know stupid to, to, to some people that, you know, why why I am advising them to sell a hybrid product? Because anyway, we know that nobody will need it, right? Uh, but think about it. it it's it's like putting uh, putting water in a leaky bucket, right? Mm-hmm. The intention is not to fill the bucket, but intention is to figure out where are the leaks, yeah. right? So so how do you otherwise figure out? And then same goes with, with the punctured tire, right? You, you take a punctured tire to a mechanic. The first thing you do is you fill the air, right? Obviously, he's not filling yep. the air so to make you drive the car or a two-wheeler for that matter. Uh, he's filling the air there to check where is the puncture, right? True, uh, true. And exactly so when what happens is when you when you are in your development journey, you take the product to some customers, some potential customers, even the half-baked one, at least he will exactly point out what you are lacking. He will not buy it. We know it. Uh, but the intention is not to make him buy Right, the intention is to get the feedback. So exactly like like True. filling the water in the bucket, as I said, the intention is not to fill the bucket. The intention is to get to know where the leaks are. Right. So so exactly same thing has to do. You know, every startup founder has to do that. You know, sometimes even I call it as this uh, smoke test. Right. Mm, even mm. when you don't have a full product ready, or even you don't have any product ready, you go and then try to advertise it and see yeah. are there any buyers out there. Right. So, yep. so this is a this is a strategy to check 
the idea you are working on before you start investing time and capital on building the actual product, try to advertise it and say, is anybody raising his hand that, that they will buy it even once it is ready? Right? Obviously, you're not asking for any money at, at this True. point of time. But, yeah. but you will get a sense that is it a product that somebody is looking for, right? Yeah. Uh, and yep. hence, when you start putting the efforts, you'll put it in the right direction from, from the day one. True. True. So, yeah. So some of these things I would advise. So in the beginning, in your zero to one journey, focus 40% on tech, 40% on functional, but 20% on sales, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, so so that, that's my advice to uh, on a zero to one journey to, to the founders. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy, right? You can quickly build up a landing page, yeah. right? Put in, put in a name and an email column there. See if people can pre-book, you know, whatever you're trying yeah. to sell. Is it a SaaS-based offering or is it a product that you want to sell? Just just ask them to pre-book. And I think, you know, that is one of the uh, the major motivators for you. If you see your uh, email list building up or if you see people willing to pay you in advance, even True. before you launch your product, I think that is a great validator, don't you think? Absolutely, 100%. That's exactly what I'm suggesting that once you get that, you know, what kind of response you are getting, uh, you know, even if they ask questions about your product, that's a very positive sign. At least they yeah. are excited about your product. They are not, uh, you know, buying in, but you left, leave your contact, uh, you know, email there. If they're yeah. just sending you an email asking more details about it or, or giving some feedback or asking the features, anything, right? This is yep. a very positive sign. At least they are concerned about their, your product. They are, you know, it got registered in their mind in some way. Uh, so, so you know, it, it's a motivator and it will give you a sense of direction because when, once people ask questions, na, you get what you are building versus what they're asking. Is it in line or not, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you start, you know, uh, changing your, your direction according to that rather than building based on a whims and fancy, assuming that once I create it fully, I'll take yeah. it to the market. <laughs> but it never worked that way. Whatever yeah. you build. You take it to the market, you know, it will always have to be changed. It has to go and, through a change when, uh, when the tire hits the road. And I think I think it becomes difficult to pivot at that time also when yeah. you have like put in so much of efforts, money, time. Uh, True. Pivoting at that time becomes difficult. So it's always advisable to make sure that your product is a right fit. Otherwise, you know, pivot before you even go to the market. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, ultimately the emotional attachment also comes in, right? When you put six <laughs> yeah. months of efforts in something and then, yeah. you know, the customer rejects it, you feel so much of pain, you know, <laughs> that, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, initially when that much of emotional attachment is not there, you know, uh, then then you can, it's much easier to, to align your product uh, or to pivot your product uh, roadmap. So true. So true. I completely agree with that. And what's the next step after that? So once you go from zero to one, and then now it's time to scale up. How do you go about that process? Correct. So once you reach that product, uh, product market fit stays. Now the, the entire focus changes completely, right? Now, uh, now you have a product in hand, you understand some customers need it, and they're willing to pay for it, right? Uh, now yeah. it's about the scale. So so now the focus will change to sales, GTM and sales. What what should be our go-to-market strategy in sales? And then, then you know, so in, in this phase, I would suggest the founder should spend almost like 60% of their time on sales and only 20-20% on tech and functional, uh, right? This is very difficult mm. for most of the tech founders when I suggest them that, you know, <laughs> yeah. the world because, you know, they, they have built the product with so much efforts and then time and stuff like that. And now telling them only 20% mm. on tech and, and, 40, and 20% functional, a bulk of it is sales, you know, it's a huge, you know, mindset shift for them. So it's a mindset shift actually that they have to have, uh, you know, at this point, right? And then only they will become one to n. Otherwise, they will continue to the journey of one to one point one, one point two, one point three. They will never reach the the ten x or hundred x in in a finite time, right? Mm-hmm. The the mindset changes what what it will take them, you know, or a directional change that will t- right. take them fast, you know, on that exponential journey from here on. Otherwise, they will be very incremental, you know, in in their progress. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I really agree with that. And I think uh, it's also uh, got to do with the right kind of approach when you take uh, when you go for your sales. Because uh, like you said, you know, tech founders, they don't like to do uh, sales. <laughs> They're more yeah. like, you know, let me build my product, let me make it better. Yeah. But uh, 
generally what what i've seen is uh, uh, you know i i see a lot of uh, solopreneurs also you yeah. know uh, single founders and uh, what do you suggest you know sometimes there's just one person who is building the product right mm-hmm. do you do you always advise them to uh, to uh, come up with a co-founder and then go for uh, the uh, the market or do you feel that uh, a solopreneur can also succeed in the market so it depends uh, anurag i would say so look uh, ideally if you ask me w- what is the better mix always uh, uh, you know uh, a team of more than one is, is mm. always better right mm. because startup journey is 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 you know uh, riddled with so many surprises right and then right. so many things to do right from the regulatory stuff uh, you know just to start with right when you start filing your company the regulatory stuff even if you have a ce etc the mm-hmm. amount of paperwork etc uh, you know uh, it is will, will make you crazy right uh, right correct, so correct. a solopreneur doing you know number one on the regulatory side uh, then on the technical side then on the functional side then on the sales side right uh, and then the fundraising side right if, if you look at all of this it's a bit of overwhelming for for a one person to do it it's not like it's impossible to do it depends on what you are building from where right. you are coming from right hmm. uh, that means if you coming from a very strong functional skills you have a very great huge network already in place you mm-hmm. know your first customers even before you start and then that happens in, in many of the seasoned founders right uh, they have their customers lined up even before uh, they quit their jobs etc on yep. the previous ventures mm-hmm. right uh, mm-hmm. they they have uh, you know that kind of a commitment from from their future customers uh they have the functional skill in, the, in place uh, sometimes they are technical or they are uh, so strong functionally that they outsource the technical work so i'm saying solo uh, you know solo founders are are or, or building a company with solo founders is not impossible uh, though it's fairly difficult and, and challenging mm. uh, so uh, if you you have a, a person with whom the frequency matches uh, then you know uh, then it's always advisable to to have a co-founder but it has to be you know uh, but again don't don't take it as a compulsion that i yeah, have to have yeah. a co-founder because if you don't have a chemistry between co-founders anyway it will fall up, fall apart very very soon right True. so chemistry between co-founders you know uh, is, is super important I, w- i would say right uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before you before you jump together into it otherwise there are disputes etc we have seen again so many companies you know uh falling off the track with with great co-founders both of them individually were great but they just could mm-hmm. not work together the egos came and stuff like that happened right yeah, uh, yeah. and then they uh, they you know they could not decide unanimously on on some key decisions it is kept pending and then you know disputes etc uh so so that's that's highly ill advisable uh better than that is, is a solopreneurship right uh but if you can find a like minded uh, co-founder uh, it is always great to go go with that absolutely and uh, you know on top of that you have incubators and accelerators like yeah. you uh, who are there to help the uh, startups in their journey uh, in scaling up so uh, my next question to you neeraj is how should a startup really go about this whole process of choosing the best incubator and accelerator for their business wow you fantastic question uh, anurag right and uh, you know uh, even when uh, i was not running this accelerator this question mm-hmm. came came to me by so many founders with whom i invested or are, i was advising right uh, and then let me try to answer uh, this question right on on best of my knowledge right uh, so there are few things right that that a uh, that a founder should uh, look for when choosing a mm-hmm. incubator or accelerator right number one there is no one size fits all so one right. specific accelerator is not the best or the worst right uh, it's about what you need versus what someone provides so i i give a five point checklist mostly to to, to those who ask me this question and i'm just you know sharing with you here so first thing is uh, first question you need to ask is that you know what gap the accelerator or incubator is filling for you so for example you are a startup with with you know one two or three whatever number of co-founders and mm-hmm. i specifically spoke about the three skills functional technical and distribution right which skills you possess in house means uh, between you three founders two founders right mm-hmm. between the founders which of these skills are there with you the technical skills functional skills and the distribution skills right 
and what Accelerator is providing. So for example, you have great functional skills, you have great distribution skills. Try to right. choose a incubator that can help you on the technical side. But you have great functional and technical skills, try to choose an accelerator on a distribution side, right? Is is it as simple as that. So number one, uh, think about the accelerator as almost like a co-founder, additional co-founder in your journey, right? Mm-hmm. Who is filling a specific gap for you, right? So, so that's the first point, right? Second is, what is the stage of your startup, right? So right. Uh, are you uh, at idea stage or you are at MVP stage or you are at product market mm-hmm. fit stage, right? Depending on where you are, uh, your choice will change. Let's say you are at idea stage, you need more of a incubator, right? Incubator helps you incubate your idea, give you the fundamental knowledge about the functionalities, uh, you know, and, and the technicalities of, of a particular industry or a domain. So for mm-hmm. example, there are a lot of uh, academic institutions, right? Uh, who have their own incubators, uh, focusing on very specific topics, right? Uh, so, so you know, one, one can go there to refine their idea. Uh, so it's about reaching from idea to a product level, right? You need an incubator with, with the specific domain skills. But if you are a post-MVP uh, startup, right, mm-hmm. uh, it, it changes completely, right? You need yep. uh, a, a more of an accelerator that can help you scale in your journey. You don't need the generic again, the, the functional and the technical uh, things, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, second, uh, or the third point I would say is the program structure, right? Uh, yeah. Most of the incubators and accelerator works in a cohort-based model, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, this is, th- there's nothing bad about it, right? Especially if you are an early idea stage startup, this is absolutely perfectly fine because you are going there to acquire certain knowledge or skills. Let's say you are going to one of the deep tech incubators, right? Uh, then you you are trying to acquire a lot of knowledge about what, what is eventually deep tech is, what are the current ongoing technologies, in which mm-hmm. industries it is applicable, right? So one to end kind of pedagogy is, right. is completely okay, right? Because mm-hmm. you all are learning the same thing. But again, think about it. If you are a post-MVP one, chances are you have built your product, right? Means you then you have the basic technical and functional skills in place, right? You don't need one to N kind of a thing because right. you already know the basics or the fundamentals, right? Absolutely. Now you need more of one to one handholding, uh, mentoring, or even, you know, uh, a direct intervention of the mentors to open the doors for you, etc., Right, True. that yeah. kind of a uh, you know one to one skills or one to one handholding is required, right? So, yeah. uh, so there are there are some accelerators that don't work in cohort models. For example, mm-hmm. Exascale don't work in a cohort model. So, uh, because we we work with the you know more mature companies as I said earlier. So, right. uh, so this is the third uh, topic, right? They, they one should look for. So what is the uh, what is the program structure? Fourth is the core competence of the accelerator or the incubator. Hmm. What does that mean is that, you know, uh, look, uh, every, like every company, every incubator and accelerator has a core competence, right? Uh, yes. Everyone can claim to do everything, but that's not true for either any company or, or again, for any incubator or accelerator. Absolutely. So when choosing an incubator or accelerator, go and do a deep dive search on the founding or the promoting team of, of that incubator or accelerator, right? What skills they actually possess, what they have done themselves, right? Uh, that that they can impart you, right? So, for example, if you are going to, uh, you want to build a networking product and you are going to a Cisco incubator, you can reasonably sure that Cisco being in networking space for the last 30 years can can help you guide on the networking space, right? Uh, yep, or yep. If, if the IITK or, or the ISB is telling you that they, they can help you on a deep tech space, they can, right? Uh, yes. So, the whole point is whenever you do your, do your research, right? The, give a very deep focus on the pedigree of the incubator or the accelerator. Who is the promoting, founding, or, or the uh, team that is backing that, that accelerator and what skills they have. It means, yeah. Can they deliver on what mm. they're promising? As, as simple as that, right? Uh, and, and the fa- last thing is on the funding side, right? All of the incubators, accelerators, uh, you know, help startups uh, get the funding from the external VCs, angel investors, etc. They all have their networks. And then uh, that, that's a common denominator, I would say. But some you will find some of the accelerators, some of the incubators provide funding from their side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from, from their own corpus, their own money. Uh, the right. whole point here is uh, they have more skin in the game. As simple as that, right? Anyone can understand. True, true. If they are putting their own money 
they are taking you know much higher bets on their startups they are more more concerned for for simple things because their money is also there right uh, so uh, so they are more concerned or they are more involved in in the uh with the startup right so look for 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 those if if you can find uh some of these incubator or accelerator that that giving you some funding in house funding apart from you know uh providing the the platform or uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, helping to get it from the other engine networks or the vcs so these are the five points i would say one can consider while, while trying to select an incubator or accelerator yeah absolutely uh, i think these nuggets will really help all these startup founders who are early in their journey they are figuring out whom to reach out how to reach out because it's really important the way you put out uh, in a very structured manner that you understand if you are an early stage startup you are still in your ideation phase then of course going for an incubator makes more sense because there you can build up all your functional skills your it skills you'll understand the market better you'll understand how uh, the whole infrastructure is built because like i meet a lot of uh, entrepreneurs young entrepreneurs who who are building their products but you know they are so much invested in just building that product that they forget that there's so many other things uh, like yeah. you spoke about legal you spoke about you know other things that you need maybe a saas based system to help you with your marketing with your sales there are so many uh, different criterias that needs to be taken care of once you launch then that they don't understand that i think that is where incubators really come into place and they help you to set up your business in a more structured and functional manner and of course once you once you are uh, once you are in the market you have launched you have uh, made your unit sales you are there to scale up now i think that is where accelerators really help you and the word accelerator means it they they will help you to really accelerate go, go from you know gear 2 to gear 5 Um, yeah. that is where you know uh, the the power of accelerators come in and also a very important point that you made was uh, finding out the key competencies for each of these incubators and accelerators that is i think again a very good point there and people listening guys please make sure you invest enough time in uh, researching about the accelerators and incubators that you want to apply for uh so that you know you get a, a clear understanding uh, with whom you want to work with and because it's again going to be a long term engagement with the accelerator as well so uh, thank you so much aniraj for uh, those uh, uh, you know advices and strategies that people can use apart from that uh, we also touched base a bit on uh, uh, vcs you know uh, getting yeah. funding uh what is your advice for startups uh with respect to this uh you know how how can they attract the right kind of vcs yeah again again a great question and i touched upon this earlier on right so there are two things right as i keep on saying to all the startup founders so there it's almost like a dating game right so either you chase the potential partner or you make yourself attractive so they get attracted to you right so it can work both ways the intent is the same uh, to attract the potential partner right yeah uh, so as i said in the beginning if you have so vcs are looking for good startups it's not like they, they have the money and they're just sitting there mm-hmm. right they are they are not yeah. sitting there with their, all that money not to invest they are there to invest right their intent mm-hmm. or or their charter is to invest right uh, that's why the lp has, has you know lp then gp yeah. structure has came together and so, yeah. so they have all the money to invest right that, mm-hmm. that's the fundamental thing right now now you need to get that uh, money or if you need access to that money you need to understand what they are looking for right so they are looking for some of the key fundamental metrics as i said and some competencies right if you show them it, it, that you know you have as i said earlier if you have the right technical functional and distribution skills and you demonstrate it by by proof points right uh not not theoretically uh but by through the proof points in the market that you can able to achieve so and so they will be more than willing to put money on you right so so if you are building a great product uh, right if if you are solving a right problem and if you have the right distribution skills that you could able to acquire customer in a in, in a, a reasonable cost they mm-hmm. would be more than willing to put the money on you Right? right one of the important rules uh, of of this uh, this you know this, not only the vc world but this entire world i would say the capital chases the person who don't need it uh, right right and right. then let me explain you what does it mean if if today the money's have to go and then ask a bank to give them money all the mm-hmm. banks will line up to give them money right 
And then if there's an unemployed person who go to the bank and say, give me some money, they will not give him money, right? Right. And right. then this is the exactly opposite that what should happen, right? If <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> industrialists don't need the money. Yeah. The unemployed, unemployed guy need the money to start his business, but they yeah. don't give him money, right? So, hmm. so the whole point is because it's about the credit worthiness, right? As we call it, right? Who is credit worthy to return the money with interest, right? Or, mm-hmm. or with the returns, right? Uh, that's what the VC also look for, right? So they, yep. they look for the companies uh, whom they feel can return the money with, with good returns, right? Mm-hmm. And who can return the money? Though th- Who are running a profitable business, right? So it, it's Correct. as simple as that. If you are giving a money to someone who's running a profitable business, uh, it, it, there's a very, very, very high chance that he will return the money. If somebody is burning the cash, right? Uh, uh, you know, there, there's always a more risk, right? And then VC will be True. a worse, right? Yeah. So simple thing is that if you can learn to sell your product, and then that's why again, I come back to my, my earlier point, distribution skills, right? So distribution is about multiple things that, you know, finding the right geography, finding the right channels, finding the right demographic, finding the right position com- compared to your competitors and finding mm-hmm. the right pricing. Mm-hmm. Because if you do all of that right, you will able to sell your product profitably, right? Uh, And then VCs look for this. Are you able to sell your product or what is the cost of your sales compared to your product cost, right? Mm, Uh, mm. Or, uh, you know, if you get these matrices right, uh, they say if you, you know, the return on investment on the sales uh, is, is better than, you know, uh, 3x, et cetera, some of these, uh, you know, ballpark or thumb rules. Mm-hmm. they will more than willing to invest uh, with you, right? Because right. The, the whole point is they know if we invest uh, to a scale and then, you know, the company will earn, you know, 3x revenues, uh, then obviously we will, you know, eventually get our money with decent returns in the near future, right? So the whole yep. point is try to get your fundamental matrices right. Uh, and then once you have that right, automatically VCs will come. As I said, if you, if you just get it right, and then meet uh, the right, uh, you know, investing partners. Uh, they they will more than willing to invest with you. So so you know so capital is not a problem in today's in in, in today's market, right? Just understand that part means you know I, I talk yeah. to um, multiple VCs every week, right? Capital is not a problem. If you are thinking that there's a scarcity of capital, that's that's absolutely incorrect. That, you know, uh, there's a lot of capital sitting out there to be deployed uh, in the right kind of investments. True, true. Absolutely. And uh, even I think that as a startup, uh, the biggest, uh, you know, the the, uh, the biggest wrong mindset that you can have is to get into a startup just to raise funds. Because if, yeah. if you are just thinking that I want to start a business, I want to start a, a, a startup just because I think that I'll get funding, I think that's a wrong approach towards the business. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, attracting the right VCs should be the goal. And like you said, you know, money is not an issue. VCs are actually looking for good startups to fund. And, uh, you know, uh, be like the, uh, you know, they say, you know, the the honeycomb, right? So yeah. you be like that so that honey can come to you. Uh, so I, uh, so rightly said, uh, Neeraj. And uh, I'm sure after listening to uh, all of our talks so far, a lot of people would be uh, uh, really interested to know more about Xscale and and uh, what Xscale is doing in order to support the startup ecosystem in India. So, uh, would you like to touch base upon that and how uh, can a startup uh, approach you and how can they apply? Absolutely, absolutely, Anurag. So, uh, Xscale, as I said in the beginning, uh, is is working on a very simple, uh, you know, uh, purpose of, uh, you know, helping a startup scale their business, right? In India and outside of the India. So, uh, so we work with companies, again, as I said, which are in early revenue stage. So who have these covered almost their zero to one journey. So, uh, you know, they have to have uh, been early revenue stage or at least the MVP should be there, right? Uh, and then, then we can help uh, them scale, right? So that's that's the kind of the companies uh, we prefer to work. Obviously, that means we want to work with companies uh, with, with founders who have a great technical and functional skills. Because C- GTM and sales skill, as I said, we come along almost like a like a co-founder with the startup, and then uh, you know complement uh, those skills. So actually, mm-hmm. we, we are not too worried about that skill. 
we we complement that so we look for founders with great technical and functional skills they need to have uh, a product ready uh, and then obviously the idea or the product need to, to have a potential to scale uh, really it, it needs the idea itself uh, should, should be big enough that it can be scaled in india and outside right so these right. are the companies we look for now what is or how we work uh, uh, with the startups uh, so we are kind of very different from most of the other accelerators or incubators that, that are there in india today uh, number one is uh, you know uh, we have a philosophy of deep commitment uh, mm. to the startup right uh, that means we just work with 12 to 15 startups a year so okay. yeah so most of the other accelerator incubators they they work in cohorts they they have you know uh, 10 to 15 startups per 3 or 4 months batches right okay. so the, mm-hmm. so they have almost like you know 40 to 80 startups uh, you know they, they work within a year we work with just 12 to 15 we have no concepts of cohorts because again we as i said that you know uh, these are on the early revenue stage companies they need the individual mentor so our mentors uh, spend dedicated time every week with with these startups right there is no one to n kind of pedagogy it means we don't uh, do one to n kind of a classes or, or common sessions uh, so so everything is one to one you know in access okay uh, the the other interesting uh, aspect i will touch upon when to show the deep commitment all of our mentors invest in their startups uh, they mentor uh, and then that's you know it's not only the company that invest in in the, in the startup it's the mentor put their personal capital in the startup so obviously mm-hmm. we a company has a corpus Yeah, and but every mentor has to invest in the startup. Uh, the okay. mentor, yeah. Mm. Uh, this is just to show their commitment, and again to put more skin in in the game, right? So they are fully committed uh, to the success of the startup. So, so look, I I worked. I don't name, but I have worked as an advisor or or in the three of the incubators and accelerator in the past in the last mm-hmm. one and a half years, right? Uh, and when I was talking to some of these founders, they told me, you know, it's, it's very difficult to get hold of mentors, right? I said that 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 should not be the case because uh, you know you are in an accelerator or an incubator because you know uh, they are supposed to provide you mentorship, right? But they said true, uh, you know uh, because of the schedules or that they are busy, etc. But uh, personally, to me, that th- those are I would say the excuses and th- those are the problems that accelerator should be solving. Mm, uh, yeah. So that's why we put this unique structure in place. uh to to drive the commitment uh, to, to to the next level right uh where they put their capital so this is on the part of commitment right, right. Uh, on on again as i said our focus is on very highly on gtm and, and uh, sales uh, so we work with the startups to we develop their entire go to market plan with geographies mm-hmm. which sales channels direct sales uh, redistribution right resellers what what channels they should be choosing and it, it does not stop okay. by t- telling them what to choose hmm. we actually since most of the the partners or most of the team behind xscale themselves are mostly uh, are the senior sales and marketing leaders right uh, so we are we are like most of the us are the cro's or C, cmos etc right so we have uh, been there done that right so we have a very good network of, of uh, the distributors etc where we can easily connect the startups and then they can become the distributors or resellers or channel partners uh, or, or gtm partners for these mm-hmm. startups so actually we we go into the execution level and then make it happen right even if a sales leader has to be hired if the founders don't have the right sales skills a new person has to be hired we get it hired because we have worked with thousands of good sales guys in the past right we know uh, who can come and, and fill this gap so we go into the execution of of gtm sales right so so that's the other part uh global expansion is something uh, you know uh, we focus on i spoke or started in the beginning right the companies which have a product that can be taken uh, to to a global scale or a global level uh, we have that many of our almost a 40% of the uh, team in x scale is situated outside of india uh, okay. right beat in us uk or or singapore right most of these uh, you know prominent dominant market uh, and hence since they are sitting there they have the direct connects to the customer base there right mm. so it's very difficult for a startup to sell from indian us if you really ask me without having yeah, any presence in, in us nobody buys mm. that because there is no contract etc even if they sign a contract it does not have any value they are not <laughs> correct, coming correct. to india right to enforce yeah. that contract right so uh, that's why once you have a physical presence there a person is there 
who is vouching for a startup, who is a senior person out there. He, you know, he himself is at a VP uh, or a CXO level there in US. And then he is introducing a startup. That's a very, very big plus uh, for a startup, right? Uh, and then we have seen it uh, directly that, you know, at least the startups got POCs, etc. fairly easily uh, because yeah. of this introduction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously when they prove their product, uh, the bigger sell will happen. But getting that POC is, uh, the door opening itself is the biggest challenge if you really ask me for Indian startups to go out, right? Uh, and then get that POC uh, with the international customer. So that has been done fairly easily uh, with our network in place. So mm-hmm. so that's how we help, uh, you know, uh, companies, uh, startups go global. Obviously, as I said, that, you know, we will uh, do the demand generation exercise from right, India. Right. We sign the distribution partners in, in the respective geographies, etc. Uh, and finally, the funding, we, we have an in-house fund. Uh, I, as I said, uh, the, the accelerator uh, puts its fund uh, in the startups it takes, as well as the mentors put their fund. So uh, we provide the funding. Obviously, we have a uh, network of VCs and angels uh, who invest with us, uh, you know, uh, whenever we fund. So, so those are the key things, right? Uh, and how to uh, apply with us is fairly simple. We have uh, our website, xscaleglobal.com. One can go there and then apply. There is a form there they can fill and our team will contact to them. For sure, yeah. I mean, uh, guys, if you want to apply for Xscale Accelerator, the links will be in the show notes below as well as uh, Neerad's uh, LinkedIn profile link will also be there just in case you want to reach out to him, uh, get more guidance and understand more about Xscale. I'm sure he'll he'll be happy to help you or Absolutely. someone from his team will definitely help you out in that. So uh, with that, Neeraj, I think we had a great, great episode today. Uh, a lot of good nuggets, a lot of good uh, strategies that you shared uh, with uh, the people listening. I'm sure a lot of founders and entrepreneurs would have gained good insights and good strategies that they can implement in their journey and make their products better so that they can serve the world in a better way. So with that, thank you so much, Neeraj, for being on the Socially Desi Show. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Anurag, for having me here. Thanks again. And then, uh, you know, best of luck to all those, uh, you know, aspiring founders. Happy to help in whatever way we can. Thanks. Thanks, Atan. So that wraps it up for today, folks. If you like the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Mr. Neeraj on the show again in the future to talk about the wonderful startup ecosystem we have in India. So, if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.